This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 206 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost, the best web hosting for just $3.95 a month. Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the Bluehost picture to get more information about that today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursday, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve. Yes, Friday Eve is upon us. That means that Friday gets to happen tomorrow. And if you're listening to this live, I want to tell you just a couple of announcements. I'm at Dreamforce right now. If you're listening to this live, I am right now at Dreamforce. If you are right now getting ready to go downstairs to Dreamforce and you're listening to this podcast before you go downstairs, come say hi to me. You can tweet me at at or you can email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com and maybe we can find a place to catch up next to the coffee or what have you and we can talk a little bit about what you've got going on with your digital and social customer care program. I would love to find out. Maybe you need to come on the podcast and tell everybody what you're doing. So before we dive in, let's first talk about today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Steve Jobs, who said, you've got to start with a customer experience and work back toward the technology, not the other way around. And our book of the day is Mapping Experiences, a complete guide to creating value through journeys, blueprints and diagrams by James Kalbach. So what are we talking about today? Well, as you may have heard, if you've been listening to the episodes this week, I am bringing you all this week information straight hot off the press from the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West that was held June 7th through the 8th at the Hilton San Diego Mission Valley. They had serious brands there. They had fantastic speakers. They had Michael Lauder from Samsung. They had Chris Turner from Wells Fargo. They had Kevin Weinberg from Western Digital. They had Sarah Brownback-Wortman from City. Greg Fernandez was there from the Washington Post. Chip Liebenau was there from the Home Depot. Josh Ramsey was there from Hilton. Catherine Chan from Airbnb. Michelle Matson from T-Mobile. And Eric Ellison was there from T-Mobile also. So many people. I can't even tell you all the people that were there. Oh, if I don't say Michael Roy from Alaska Airlines, Mark Obi from Intuit, and Sarah Grace McCandless, our own SG from Sykes, she was there. And I was also very excited that Mari Smith was there. I was moderating several panels, and when I was moderating some, Mari Smith was over on the in the other breakout sessions moderating that track. So I don't know if you know who Mari Smith is or not, but she is a Facebook marketing expert, social media influencer, speaker, author. She is fantastic and so approachable. 
I first met her at Social Media Marketing World. And you know, I think it, it wasn't this year when I went to Social Media Marketing World, it was a year ago. I was learning how to do Facebook Live. I, I do some Facebook Lives now and again to tell you what's happening for that week on the Socially Supportive Podcast, right? So here's me running around social media marketing world, and I had just done my very first Facebook Live, and I didn't know how to get it uploaded. So I ran over to Mari, and I said, Mari, she's in the middle of a conversation with somebody. I don't know who it is. I just burst right in because I was late to a session I was supposed to be going to, and I said, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but can you help me understand how to upload this? I've really got to upload it. And she stopped everything that she was doing to help me. So I was so happy when I saw her because she's usually more on the marketing side. I haven't seen her at, you know, customer service functions before. She was fantastic. She did a great job interviewing. She was very engaging, just so warm and sweet like she always is. So was happy to see that Mari was there. Anyway, I digress. I'm bringing you all this information from the conference. So Here are a few themes that stood out to me. As we talked about on episode 203 on Monday, I brought back the top three KPIs, key performance indicators that people are talking about right now. On Tuesday, I brought you interesting tech that I saw that was there on site. And then yesterday on episode 205, I told you that one of the overarching concepts that I found from 12 of the different discussions that I was involved in effortless customer experience is everything. And when we were talking about effortless experience, what really came out of that is how you find out what makes your experience effortless for your customer. Everybody consistently said journey mapping. And I know that journey mapping has been around forever. It's not new and shiny. It's not a brand new piece of technology. It's not a new tool. It's an old tried and true concept of walking your customer's shoes so that you understand what it feels like to be in their shoes, right? So I thought that I'd bring it back and break it down for you. The one new twist on the old tried and true journey mapping is, and this was a really good point that came up in one of the discussions, and I wish I could remember who said it, and I don't think I can remember who said it. I wish I could. Maybe it was a Marcia Banerjee from McAfee. Okay, this was funny. So I asked Amartya, I said, okay, I've heard McAfee and McAfee. Tell me how it is that you say it there at your company. And he said, McAfee. And I said, okay, McAfee. And so I asked everyone in the audience, I said, raise your hand if you call it McAfee. And almost like 90% of the audience raises their hands. And Amartya and I just started laughing. And it was really fun. You know, I didn't know. I think I've always called it McAfee, but McAfee, right? So I think it was maybe Amartya who made this point that in your journey mapping, you really need to be paying attention to the technology that you put in place. And you want to make sure if you have a chatbot, if that chatbot goes down, that you understand what's happening and that you have a process put in place for in case your chatbot goes down and that your agents know what to do if they start to get all of these incoming queries around that topic that they're supposed to be a chatbot attached to. All right, so journey mapping. What is the definition? So just to make sure that we're all on the same page, journey mapping is an activity 
that's performed by organizations to better understand the customer's experience as they go through their different phases with a brand. Companies do this because they want to view the customer's journey with their company step by step and to locate and correct, like we talked about, any customer pain points and to find and correct inefficiencies or errors in processes. This helps to increase your customer satisfaction because the effort is lower once you've removed pain points for customers. And this has been talked about in the effortless experience to decrease churn and increase the amount of money a customer is going to spend with you. Makes perfect sense that if a customer is having an interaction with you and they've got some source of frustration or they're experiencing that it's really hard to do whatever they're needing to do, not as likely that they're going to hang around and try to buy more things from you. They probably just want to go. So if you're looking at journey mapping your digital experience and taking those AI pain points into consideration, where should you start? Well, the first thing you want to do is contact your overall customer experience department to find out what they already do and what they already have. It's pretty common that digital and social customer care teams are not exactly wrapped in all the way 100% with whatever the call center and the rest of the organization are doing, because for so long, it's been treated as a boutique part of the operation. So if there has been journey mapping done in the past, it's possible that it has not included your digital and social customer care teams. But that doesn't mean that you can't use what they already have for the rest of the organization. And because companies that are gigantic can be really siloed, you never know, they might have already done journey mapping on what it is that you do, and you just didn't know about it. So make sure you go out and you look and find out what they've already got. Then you also want to contact adjacent business units like sales and marketing and public affairs to find out what they do. Find out if, you know, aside from whatever the customer experience department is doing, do they do something additional or different? And you also want to then, when you see what you've got, determine that scope of your journey mapping exercise that you're going to do. Are you going to start small with just your department? Are you going to all participate in something that's company-wide? What does it look like for you? And then once you get all this sorted out, once you sort of got your ground rules and you figured out what the game's going to look like, go ahead and begin that journey mapping process. When you do this, remember to add this to your special ops. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, this is reporting on those special operations that you're doing. You want to make sure that you capture this so your leadership is aware that you've got this additional activity going on. Refer to episode 23, Reporting on Special Ops, for more information on that if that's interesting to you. Now, this is all talking about a rather large evolution happening. It sounds like it could be a very big ordeal. But what if you want to just do something very simple? Sometimes we forget when we're in gigantic organizations that it's possible for us to just do something simple and start small. So maybe you want to do a simple journey mapping session just for your social or digital customer care team. How do we do this? I'm going to give you seven steps 
that you and your team can just go away with right now and have a think on something and make one small change if you want to. You know, small changes every day lead up to huge changes in the end, and it's less daunting than trying to start an entire evolution. So if you're not ready to bring in some consultant and you're not ready to get the entire company involved in it, maybe you just want to start small with where you are, here are seven steps for you. Number one, just select a particular business case. For example, maybe a customer tweets your company to ask where her flower order is. We'll go with that. Step two, investigate the written procedure for providing support to the customer over social media. So you're going to go out to your knowledge management or your playbook or wherever this process exists, and you want to pay close attention to these four things. Look at the burden that is placed on the customer that could be handled by an agent. We just talked about this yesterday in episode 205. After you've authenticated your customer, you know you're talking to your customer, you've got their order history right in front of you, and you see there's a trouble ticket. Are you asking the customer whether you're tweeting or talking? Mr. Customer, are you um, calling back in or talking to us or tweeting to us about ticket number 234? Ask them rather than telling them to give you their ticket number. The likelihood that they've got their ticket number in front of them, who can say? They might be sitting at home right next to all that information, or they might be getting ready to catch train. You never know. Try to take the burden off of the customer. So that's the first of four things to investigate in this written procedure. Second of four things to investigate in the written procedure is look for circular processes. So what I mean by circular processes are when there's a piece of something written down, and then it loops you right back to where you were. Have you seen this on the websites where you're going through websites? And I know everybody on web services and on your web team does the best that they can. There's tons of information on these huge websites. But you ever find that that link that it says you need to go here to do something and you click it, and then it takes you right back to where you were? or it takes you to a page that's not related, or when you get to the page and it's the right page, you really can't understand how it has to do with the other thing. These are the type of things that I call circular processes, where a customer gets somewhere and they're really confused. This is how you have fallout out of your self-service process, and it requires some sort of help from someone who is working for your company, and that's what you want to get out of your processes. You also want to look for a third of four missing processes. If there's something that's fairly common that people are calling in about or tweeting in about or messaging in about, and you can't find a process for it on your site or your agents don't have a process that they can access for it, then it's really a great idea to go ahead and take some time to get that process written really fast. Now, of course, you want to check in with other departments that sit on one side or the other of you because you're not an island all on your own. Maybe what you need to do is reach out to the content management staff and let them know that you found that there's not any content you can locate about this and and can they help you either get that created or get it located. And then the fourth of four is make sure you investigate the tech used. Remember when we were talking about this, Look and see if there are bots in the process. Look and see if there's some sort of artificial intelligence that's running, that's capturing things, that's doing some work for the customers. Find out 
if it's working correctly, if it's doing what you want it to do, and if that experience is a good and frictionless experience for the customer. Third of seven is research how the agents are actually handling the issues. So we talked about, you know, you've gone out, you've selected your business case, you looked for what the process was that was written down, and what was maybe broken or an opportunity for the process that's written down. But is that what the agents are actually doing? Are they following that process? I'll tell you, in my experience, especially for people who are problem solvers, especially for technical people, rather than take the time to report that a process is broken, once they find out that there is some way they're able to do something, they just create a workaround and use that workaround, but never report it to anyone. And then there's a workaround for the workaround. And there's tons of stuff that agents do just because they know that that's what needs to be done to get the customer solved which is great. You want the customers to have resolution. You want that to happen. But we also need that feedback loop so that we understand what are the agents actually doing versus what we have written down for them to do. Because when you're trying to get resolution for a customer, all you can see is that customer and and what you need to do to help that customer at that point in time. But the agent might not have visibility to other things that are breaking down the line because the process written down is not being followed. And if that process doesn't work, then everybody needs to know that that process isn't working. So that's what you want to look for there. And then the four things that come out of how agents are actually handling the issues, you want to look for educational opportunities. Are the agents misinformed or do they need some education about what they should be doing? And you want to look for those process improvement opportunities. Maybe the process, like we said, is broken. You also want to look for process creation opportunities. Maybe there's a missing process. So the agents are filling in the hole that is created the best way that they can to solve for the customer. And then again, you want to look for workarounds that are currently being used by the agents and whether that's what they should be doing or if there's a better solution available to them. Now, step four of seven is to pull the customer satisfaction scores and other scores like that for the sample interactions. So what you want to do when you're pulling these scores is you want to note where the scores match your expectations and you want to note where the scores are surprising to you. Why do I say that? So here's why I say that, because when you have a certain business process and you've got it written down and it's out there and the agents are either adhering to it or not adhering to it, you've written a process because you think it's going to satisfy the customer and the customer should be happy about it. So is that true or is it not true? And are the customers happier when the agents follow the process or when they don't follow the process? All of this leads back to what actually works in practice versus what we designed in theory. And it makes sure that we're level setting to that. Then you can set a baseline and understand where you're starting from. Now, fifth step of seven in this journey mapping is you want to make sure that you're interviewing your frontline agents. Ask the agents about the processes that you've selected to map. You want to ask their opinions on a few key things. You want to ask their opinion on whether there is an opportunity to have some sort of teaching or coaching or something on that process or procedure. 
you want to ask them if there's an opportunity to make that process better. Is there something that should be the process that would be so much simpler in their eyes and so much easier? Are there processes that they think need to be created? And ask them what workarounds they're currently using. See what they tell you. Because you can, you can do your own research and find some things, but the agents will let you know so much more. And it might feel a little bit uncomfortable while you're going through this process initially, but as long as you're making sure that you're working to make it simpler for your customers and simpler for your agents and you're as candid as you can be, I find that the agents are happier at the end. And that's what I was hearing from some of the folks I was interviewing too, is that they find that once all of this is done, that agents wind up being happier because it makes their job simpler and that they can really focus on what they're there to focus on, which is making those customers feel happy. And it's a lot less stressful because they've got good tools to work with. So then we get to step six of seven, and it's to design an improvement plan using your findings. And this part is important. It sounds like you're just sort of, you know, putting a dot on the I or crossing a T. It's really more than that because so many times with journey mapping exercises, we go through the process of doing the research and having meetings. But you know what we don't do is sometimes this great work goes to waste because the implementation isn't actually rolled out. And worse than that, seven of seven is that the results that happen aren't measured and there's no adjustment afterwards. Make sure that you are step seven of seven measuring the results that you get after you put that plan in place and then adjust accordingly. If you make that change and it's not what it needed to be, go back and change it again. And then make sure you're reporting all of this to your leadership. Make sure that they know that you've gone through and you've made these changes and adjustments that the customers are feeling one way or the other about it. And then just repeat that with other touch points that you have. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click on the picture for Craft Beer Club today to learn more. All right, guys, there you have it. Straight from the top leaders at the Insight Group Customer Service Summit, journey mapping, especially considering the bots, the artificial intelligence, all the automatic technology that you have out there, still very powerful, still at the core of making sure that you're delivering an effortless experience. Make sure that you do not miss tomorrow's episode because we will be rounding out the post game episodes for the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West talking about millennials making sure that you are attracting them and that you can keep them as agents on your staff. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.